Hello and welcome to episode three of the Sports Spouse Podcast. My name's Eric Noyes. I'm Megan Noyes. And we cannot thank you enough for joining us. Uh, it's been uh, quite the day, I guess last night and day in sports. Absolutely. Not just in America, but internationally. There's UEFA going on, the European Soccer Tournament. Yes. There's Copa, Copa America. America. The North American Soccer Columbia, Tournament. Columbia, let's go. Not North American, all of America's. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm a little North American bias. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, you're right. All of America's bias. And then last night, there was the NBA Finals, and I regret to say that I was very wrong. You were very wrong. So, like, let's go over why you were so wrong. For number one well, reason. Well, you, you're actually very good at usually reminding me when I'm wrong. So this well, is this is nothing new. This is just like a day in the life, right? <laughs> so, you make, yeah. Any hoozle, uh, one, how would you say Steph Curry performed? On a scale of 1 to 10. Not great. That's not a scale from 1 to not 10. Great. <laughs> That's you can, not great. You can fill in the score yourself. Um, yeah, really disappointed in Steph last night. I, my prediction going in the game, I said Steph was going to have like 28, Clay with 22, and the Golden State Warriors were going to have a very well-even scoreline, I guess, stat sheet. But it actually wasn't the case at all. A lot of the role players didn't step up. The best player on the court for the Golden State Warriors was Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. I think by the end of the game, he was he was either 5 for 7 or 6 for 8 from 3. He was playing well on defense. Um, he was making the extra pass. Meanwhile, Steph was playing a lot of hero ball. Clay Thompson actually in the third quarter started heating up, but then he was nowhere to be found in the fourth. I am kind of shocked that Clay and Steph didn't have a better game. So what I saw, especially in the fourth quarter, I was really surprised by the quality of play. Um, from Steph Curry. He was throwing balls away behind players. He was taking three-point shots that he had no business taking. I mean, there was no setup for the play that was... See, that's the thing about Steph, which is so... it It's tough because it goes both ways. So he did all that stuff during the regular season, and he makes those shots. Mm. So then you're like, okay, that's his range. He can do that. You kind of give him a pass. But then when he does go cold, and he misses those, it's infuriating, especially if you're a Golden State Warriors fan. You're like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you taking a 32-footer in between two defenders when there's two guys open? Well, like, to me, that wasn't... I mean, I don't really care about the range of the shot, just how accurate. I mean, at least hit the rim. I mean, there were a couple shots that I saw that were barely in line. One, I probably am wrong, because I might have just seen Ben from the, the angle that we were watching, but it seemed to have been right off the backboard almost. So it just I didn't think that it, it, he looked just very strong in his uh, play. But you are right that he does amazing things, and I guess he was hoping to turn it on at the end of the game. But, I mean, also, I think a big problem, even like to disregard his shooting entirely, would be to talk about his assisting and um, how well he played, even outside of being a scorer. Yeah, and I think that's one thing you absolutely can put on Steph, is that he didn't do a good enough job of creating opportunities for other players and he's the point guard um when Sean Livingston did play some quality minutes on the stretch um but he's the point guard if you're not on you need to facilitate for other people Mm. and we just didn't see that happen we saw Steph take it up top and try to create for himself and uh, a lot of it just didn't work and um you know the Cavs played very well defensively down the stretch right but we really didn't see a lot of other guys for Golden State step up I mean Harrison Barnes shot an abysmal uh three percentage 
Um, Sean Livingston's jumper wasn't on like it has been this series. Um, they didn't have Andrew Bogut. Obviously, Festus Azili made some stupid, stupid plays, especially defensively. In the fourth quarter, he jumped into a pump fake. LeBron was shooting for three. So LeBron got three free shots, and that was coming down the stretch. So that was like six minutes left. Yeah. I think that tied the game. Um, but we do need to talk about the block. The block? The block. I almost fell off the couch. Yeah, he, that is an accurate statement. So it was tied. You're buying the blanket. It, it was tied. I think there was uh, about two and a half minutes left. Um, and then they stole the ball, and Steph's going down the court and passes it up to Iguodala. And Iguodala looks like he has a wide-open layup. Yeah, it does. And, and then the, from nowhere. The monster, known as LeBron James. <laughs> the landlord. He is going to be what he's afraid of in the closet at night, Iguodala. <laughs> he's not going to sleep well for, for days, maybe weeks. Yeah. He just came out of nowhere. And also... He, he, he sent he sent that ball back to back to Akron. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was unbelievable. Just I mean I don't even know how LeBron he, did that to Steph this series uh, this game too. He's been doing that to Steph and other players all series, but this one just in the the time of the game, the force of the block and just the magnitude of it. This absolutely has to be one of the most iconic moments in Finals history. Golden State would have gone up two points with about two minutes left. And then from there, every possession counts. You're just playing possession, possession. If you get the slightest lead, two points, you have the upper hand. And that was actually the time where I was 100% certain that the Cavs were going to win because he did that, and then everyone was freaking out, and LeBron was stone cold. Like, no no emotion on his face. Like, I've come to play, and I'm going to send everything right back to you. Like, I mean, he, try, try to get by me. Yeah, and he had a triple-double. Um, we both said that he, we thought LeBron was going to have a monster game, and he did have a triple-double. Yeah, um, but we need to talk we, about somebody else as well who had a monster, a bit of a monster game, and yeah. a huge reason why. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, man. Unbelievable. What he's done in this series, obviously you can't say that he's MVP because LeBron is by far away in the MVP. I saw the stat today. It's the first time ever that a player in an NBA series has led either team, or actually both team, in points, assists, rebounds, blocks, and steals. Mm. All the five major statistical categories LeBron James led both teams in, which is absolutely insane. Right. And that's why, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but that's why I just, I I knew that he needed help. Um, And Kyrie Irving was that help. I mean, Kyrie Irving, in the last, what, the tied 89 to 89, less than a minute left, and Kyrie Irving... Uh, Steph Curry's guarding him, and he looks him right in the eye and makes a three in Steph Curry's face. I oh, mean, like, come on. Oh, no, his eyeball's still on the floor. Yeah. Steph Curry's eyes, they're just, they're left. He, he, I think he had to see the eye doctor because <laughs> he just put it in his eye. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was fierce. I mean, there's just no other way to say that. I mean, he just stone cold, and going down the last, especially to the last quarter, the last six minutes or so, I just felt the Cavs were so much more composed. Than the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's kind of coming down the stretch. It did feel like both teams were kind of running around with like their heads cut off. Like you could see everyone buckling and was a little nervous, um, which is so interesting for two teams that have been in the finals two years in a row. Yeah, like, this is their second year, but it was noticeable, and you really saw it with Golden State. I don't think they scored with under five minutes left. Yeah, they didn't isolation shots. Terrible, terrible shots. And they didn't run sets. It was Steph Curry played a lot of hero ball, a lot of turnovers. It was just bad. But you can't give Kyrie Irving enough credit. Um, surprisingly, only only one assist, but LeBron kind of covered him. LeBron had 11 assists, so LeBron was creating. You know, LeBron had 27, had 26, and without those 26, the Cavs don't stand a chance. 
he made some finishes, some layup finishes. Jackson on the call, he said that Kyrie Irving is the best layup finisher in the game today, and I would, I don't think I could argue against that. Um, you might have to fact check me on this, but even Kevin Love obviously didn't wasn't a great point scorer, but he 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 got 14 rebounds. He did. I'm sorry. Yeah, which yeah, is did. which is I mean showing that cannot be understated as well. Like that's a big. That's oh a, no, that's huge. Him and Tristan Thompson. Like he knocked down all his free throws, and he's only like a 60 percent free throw shooter. In the fourth quarter, he was knocking down free throws. You probably had the same experience when you played soccer. If one thing isn't working, maybe it's a strength. Like sometimes go to something else yeah. and make that your strength. So I knew if my three was off, I was going to spots. So I would just crash the glass, try to get as many offensive, defensive boards to help my teammates score. We haven't seen Kevin Love even looking for shots on the offensive side of the floor. But he rolls and he went back to that. Yeah. Having 14 boards and four offensive boards, that's, that's mad. Irving to pick up the slack and shooting. I mean... You're talking about these two players that, what is that? The team score? No, what is Kyrie Irving and LeBron James score? Oh, Kyrie scored 26 points in LeBron Green, and the next closest was Steph Curry with 17, and Clay only had 14. They didn't score over 20 in the game last night, and we both watched the game, but sometimes the box score really doesn't lie. Yeah. Festus Azili, minus 9. He only had one rebound. He was 0 for 4, and he committed a bun- uh, two fouls. I think both were on LeBron down low you have one rebound and you don't make any shots that might be the difference rebounding well i mean that's a that's a really big problem considering that uh someone expected him to step up but i mean we're looking like you said the box score doesn't lie and i'm looking at it and i'm going to be so accurate about how poorly he did play looking at this and it was really it was we talked about Draymond was scoring 32 but he also had 15 total rebounds and nine assists wow. unbelievable um, he actually just said he's going to play USA basketball this summer, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, for the, but he really did everything he could. He did. And even after the game is pretty incredible itself. But the Golden State Warriors did handle it, I think, well. Yeah. But even though this has been a series, uh, a chippy series between those guys. Yeah. LeBron's been kind of all up and related them, and they know how it felt last year. So uh, it, it did feel, it felt good after the game. Maybe there's mixed reviews this year, but... There's this feeling that the Golden State Warriors are the good guys, you know, like nice guys, and you know, watching them congratulate, a, a, you know, after a really hard finals, just anything in the world of sports. I mean, you could be the nicest person in the world and lose 100 percent of the games you play, but it makes it easy. That is true, and you know, everyone loves a bandwagon and the best team. Well, we live in North Carolina, like would work to root for the Panthers. <laughs> um, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, but I thought the Golden State Warriors changed this playoffs. And you're right, they were considered the good guys. The team to ever start a series in any pro sports with, I think it was 26 wins in a row. Steve Kerr is just a really boyish kind of wonder with who could say no wrong. He's a Christian, Aisha Curry and Riley Curry. They have all, I mean, they're craziest guys from on green. So the whole season, they are the good guys. People were pulling for them. That really changed. Um, a couple things, I think, contributed to that. One, Draymond Green. <laughs> Uh, the Nutcracker. I like, I like the Nutcracker. Draymond Green's That's version of the Nutcracker. You know, some ballet. <laughs> Christmas in July. Yeah, we're mid-year. Yeah. So this is Christmas in, the, in July. Yeah. And uh, it got that bad because he hit LeBron James again. Yeah. So this playoffs, he's hit three people. I played, no. I played basketball for 16 years of my life, and I think I hit someone in the nuts yeah. once. And it was definitely... into your general area. <laughs> because yeah. nuts fall all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
putting, I mean, putting him on blast just for that, obviously, because that's yeah. just, I mean, come on, you're a man. Men don't do for it, though. I mean, obviously, that's, I've been told that's, that's the worst yeah, kind of pain. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely worse than <laughs> <laughs> So, the Nutcracker. And then Steph, um, you know, people kind of saw, it's not just his play that people have kind of seen his, adi- it's, it's been his attitude. Mm. Yeah, temper tantrum. He, he kinda, threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. He got in the ref's face. He threw his mouthpiece in the stands, hits the schoolyard when yeah. he used to beat him. And then, and then his wife tweets out, hey, this is this whole situation tantrum, and that's not what you want. And so it's really interesting because, to me, I think for the longest time, and, but do you think that still is the case after, you know, I mean, he's been so composed during this whole, played well, he's shown up every game. I mean, do you think that some of that villainy, uh, or do you think it's even stronger now that he's won? I think he's definitely been nullified. He had one goal, and that was to win a championship for Cleveland. Um, that's, he's been saying that ever since he came back. I yeah. mean, and so I think people like a feel-good story, and this is probably one of the most feel-good sport, uh, stories in all of sports. Four long years, 54, 64. Yeah, 54. It is 54. 54. Um, it's like, how angry can you be if you're from Cleveland now that he's brought you a championship? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think the villain tag is coming off a little bit. Um, and the thing with Steph and the Golden State Warriors, I don't like Duke. I'm a Duke fan. People love to see Duke lose. Because Duke just seems too good to be true. It's definitely changed recently. It's not definitely as villainous as it was. But it used to be a bunch of white guys who were really, really against them because of what we've kind of just mentioned. They were exposed a little bit. It's important to, I mean, I think, you know, the the old like business model, like sales solves everything. I think that in sports, that could be equated winning. to winning. Winning solves everything. Um, so if, uh, if, we were, if the Golden State Warriors won last night, we'd be talking about how great it was they were able to overcome LeBron's Herculean effort and like really it just it's just crazy how much winning changes the narrative like you mentioned that they had this amazing um season the 26 game win streak and that really means nothing now because they didn't end up winning oh it was the best season in NBA history and, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean They're anything. basically the Patriots. Yeah. 18 and 0 with no title. 18-1. It it don't mean a thing without that ring. 18-1. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think that is so true. If if uh, Golden State won last night, we would be crucifying LeBron right now. Literally. It's so funny. One game changes everything. On ESPN, they haven't stopped airing LeBron, how good of a guy he is. I just saw Outside the Lines, and they had three guys talking about how amazing LeBron is and all of his nonprofits off the court and his impact on Cleveland. Like, If Golden State won... We wouldn't have any of those guys on no. TV. It would be the opposite. It would be they'd bring on all these greats, Hall of Famers. They'd bring on like Charles Barkley. Like, tell me about how bad LeBron is and uh, like all this stuff. Like, why he's yeah. never going to be a great. And yeah, we'd be crucifying them. The today. exact opposite like, because of one game. one game and one game that I would actually say that Kyrie Irving is a really big reason why he won. Oh, I mean, it absolutely is. But you know, you can't take you, that away from no, LeBron no, at I, all. I, I, I don't want to take that away, but I'm just saying that if one if one person doesn't play as well, then it changes his whole legacy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We And we would put it all on LeBron's shoulders. Yeah. And he carried the torch, and if they still lost, it wouldn't have mattered. Which, I mean, I guess that's what you get for being the leader of a team. Yeah. So, after the Cavs won, I think it was late last night, Stephen A. Smith, who I'm not a huge fan of, but he tweeted out that he still thinks LeBron's going to leave the Cavs. He wow. thinks LeBron's going to go to either the Lakers or back to the Heat. Oh. What do you think about that? Oh, that would be dirty. Oh, I think, I don't think he, he might do that eventually. I don't think he will do that this year. 
Why would he do that this year? He's got, he can... He still has Kyrie. He still has Kyrie. We don't know about Kevin Love yet. We're probably leaving, but I mean, who cares? You can get two more people in and then, you know, play that supporting role. You have a great coach um, that plays basically in LeBron's system. I mean, I don't understand why that would happen. I would, I mean, it would basically be another stab in the back to Cleveland. I mean, yes, he technically brought them a championship, and he technically is done with his duties of, like, what he promised, but that would just be... Uh, if you want to talk about being a villain again, then that's one really quick way to do it. Yeah, I I can't see him leaving again. One, I don't see him going to the Lakers. It's a young team. He'd have to be the old guy with a young team. All these immature guys. There's still the D'Angelo Russell situation that happened. Um, I, I just don't see him. One, going to L.A. because they're in the West. He doesn't want any part of the West. The West is stacked. The East, he can coast to the finals in the East every single year. Yeah. And then, and then even if you talk about the Miami, you know, they're in the East. They would have a good shot. But how many more years does Dwayne Wade have at an elite level? I would argue he's not even at an elite level I would anymore. Say, I would agree with that. And that's what, I mean, obviously he would never go, even though as much as I would love it, he would never go to, at least at this point in his career, like a Celtics or something like that, because he still needs to, I still think that he feels connected to Cleveland. That doesn't mean that, you know, in two or three years he won't be moving, but I just don't think that it would be... Like just a basic smart PR move to move immediately after you won a championship for the city. I think as long as Kyrie is there, LeBron will be there. If Kyrie left and they didn't bring in someone to really help him, like if Kyrie left and they didn't bring in someone like a Chris Paul, a Russell Westbrook, uh, someone like that, I think that he would be out. Yeah. So he would he'd be like, you guys again. I've done, I've been down this road before with you. Yeah. You don't surround me with talent, and I have to do everything, and we lose. Yeah. But when you surround me with talent, we have almost won the finals two years in a row. If we if they were healthy last year, it would have been a much better series. But this year, yeah. they won the finals with because he had a good supporting cast. Yeah. And that's what we've been talking about this whole uh, ever since we've had a podcast is with a, a supporting cast. LeBron does extremely well, but when yeah. he has to carry the team, yes, he does well. But they still can't. It's not LeBron enough. James. It's yeah. not enough. Um, so yeah, I don't see him leaving. What would be interesting though is you know last podcast we talked about Kevin Love and where he might go and we talked about Boston Boston has the number three pick right now in the NBA draft um we've heard reports of them trading wanting to trade the number three pick because everyone knows the top two players in the NBA draft are um Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram um my boy from Duke so those guys are almost a lock to go one and two um to the 76ers and the Lakers, I'm almost positive. Yeah, the Lakers were pretty bad this year. I, I think it's the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers. Kobe barely <laughs> Kobe hobbled to the finish line. Um, but yeah, it was between those two guys. So they know, but after that, there's a huge fall off in talent. What if they trade that number three pick for Kevin Love? Who do you think wins that deal? The thing is, the Celtics have kind of a bad history of trading picks. So I'm specifically talking about trading... Their pick for basically getting the big three, essentially. They traded with Kevin Durant. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's great that they won. Obviously, I'm a big fan, but it, they only but won Kev- one. it's not Kevin Durant. And it's not Kevin Durant. Like Kevin, they, they would still have him. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure that he, I mean, I'm, I know that he loves playing for the team he does, but I'm sure that he would love playing for a team, like a, a, a city like Boston that loves sports so much. Um, like, it's the number one thing. Uh, in the Ooh, city. shots fired on Oklahoma City. <laughs> you act like I wasn't going to hear that. Shots fired. 
Well, let's be uh, Red Sox number one, but I think so. Everybody knows in Oklahoma, two. the Oklahoma Sooners college football is no is king. Right. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and so I mean, I just think the Celtics even now have such a good place in Boston's heart. I, this is obviously just a very hypothetical world, but I would rather have Kevin Durant for ten years than you know Ray Allen, uh, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce, who are all fairly old at that point. Um, they, were on the, they were on the second half of their career, for sure. I mean, I would say they're on the last third of their career, pretty much, at that point. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Garnett... Yeah, you might be right. ...was, what, 34, 35? I mean, he was old. I think they were all in their 30s. Yeah. It was almost the AARP team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they won a championship. Yeah, they did. Anything and, is possible. And, yeah. Kevin, I still hear Kevin Garnett <laughs> screaming that. Yeah, and I had a boat. I still hear it, too, every night. Um... <laughs> But it reminds me that always every time I hear that it reminds me of the Key and Peel skit talking about you can fly. Yep. The guy doing the interview. <laughs> literally, go on top of your roof. <laughs> jump off. You can fly. Every single time. Yep. And I know that's who they were making fun of when they yeah. did that. Well but Kevin Garnett's just an easy target. <laughs> he is an easy and target. And then Paul Pierce hobbling off oh with my his gosh. broken knee I and will, then running and back then, triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce carried off in the first half. It sprints back <laughs> on the court in the, in the third quarter. Wins the game for him. Drops 20 like in yeah. the second half. Like, dude, you, you were, were not fine. that hurt. You were fine. You're acting like you're Willis Reed yeah. at the Knicks. No, dude. Come on. Oh, man. You're not fooling anybody, Paul Pierce. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, it worked, I guess. So, yeah, anyways, gosh. I guess that's that's my only fear. I mean, I don't think but that's, I don't that's think, not going to be a case. But I don't think there's anyone besides those top two guys in this class that are even going to come close to being a Kevin well, Durant talent. I guess, Kevin Durant is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Well, that's absolutely Absolutely true. Um, so, so the instances or the what would be happening in the scenario that you're saying is that they would the Celtics would trade their third round pick for Kevin Love essentially. Uh, yes, they need a supporting player, and let's be real, uh, LeBron runs that team, so he could really look at the player. Him to be a GM too, because he basically is. He basically is a GM for all intents and purposes. <laughs> so. Don't get enough credit for making that move in the in the. Uh, in the halfway point of the season. It was so important with Kevin Love not playing as well. Yeah, he played, uh, I think, like, full player, played great defense. Yeah. Um, and really helped out where Kevin Love couldn't and J.R. Smith couldn't. He was shot extremely well from three. He was shooting, like, over 50% from three. Yeah. Um, playing really well. So we can't get enough credit for whoever made that, but it's either Kyrie or him. Um, but, yeah, we also have to talk about... They heard a little bit of a response about that. Yeah, we were... Li- you know, you hear about live tweeting, but we were live... Call the next day, and you're like, I know the score because, already. Because everybody, when they watch games, just turn on our podcast. Time for <laughs> Megan and Eric to well, speak. to our credit, we are better than Joe Buck. I hate when Fox... Well, I don't like watching anything on Fox. Hey. The only thing... Even, the only thing that's okay is the World Series. And everybody knows that the best... And uh, NFL coverage is CBS and NBC. Everybody knows the best, which is on NBC. So when it's a Fox, you're like, oh, God. Man, I'm sorry. Hurts. I'm sorry. Well, we had a... Echoing in the annals of this school. Um, Very anally. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, what what happened? So, luckily, this didn't impact the final... His head, so it ultimately didn't matter if he was given a stroke Yeah, penalty. he bur- birdied 18, which is like a stud. Yeah. Play after the game. She's cute, but everyone's talking about how hot this girl is. And I... Maybe, maybe she's a... a supermodel. I think she looks like a mom. Anyway. You need to check out her Instagram. <laughs> well, those are that. Dustin Johnson made a uh, golf move. See what a golf <laughs> okay, move Okay, I know you're our golfer, so you... 
you, you know, when it's all in your head, you got to explain to everybody else. And the driver and the nine iron. You are naming the, clubs. These are all real clubs. People might have been trying to hit the ball, but he never made a full move, and he definitely did not make contact with the ball. Just and because if the ball moves in any sort of way when you're addressing the ball, I think the huge controversy is how the USGA handled it. So they came up and said you might be. Which, now looking back at it, I mean, they obviously handled it horribly, but it seemed to have only been for the Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. I call him DJ. I like DJ Johnson. <laughs> Hockey sticks, LL. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm going to be Dwight Schrute. Or as ASAP as Yeah, and, and Dwight Schrute. Um, but I guess so. I, what I was trying to say is that, that it really only seemed to benefit Nance. him. You're basically Jim Nance. You're welcome, world. Um, but it really only seemed being three strokes ahead of the closest competitor. Yeah, so Shane Lauer really fell off. He shot a 76 yesterday, and he was the leader by three or four strokes coming into the day. Yeah. Um, Scott Piercy played pretty well. Sergio Garcia played well down the stretch, but you're right. After that happened, people kind of... That might not be directly because of that, but, I mean, you can't take that away as a potential cause of what, of, like, their response in, in their game. Yeah, and you just have to feel good for this guy. He's come close so many times. He's won... 11, so close to majors. Even this year in the Masters, he finished tied for fourth. Um, I do have to correct myself. Yesterday, I, I said in the bunker, and it wasn't a bunker, and it was that was handled poorly, too. But that was the uh, PGA. I had to fact check myself shame. for shame. This is the shame part shame. of the show. <laughs> yeah, so in a seamless transition. Yeah, let's hear it. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So last night we watched the, the, it. You can mute it now um, on your commute to work. You know, listen to something else. But Game of Thrones is pretty great, so alert. So. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't seen it yet. Nine. The Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards. So I was 50% right. So I was saying that I was wrong. Yes, you are wrong about that. I'm doing the wrong part. And but, then the, you, but the right part was who... Sansa went behind Don's back, went to the Vale, got Littlefinger. And how many knights of the Vale showed up? 45. Yeah. The Bolton Army. Because the Bolton Army probably had already been decimated by like, you know, 2,000 people. I mean, it should have been closer, but then it just wasn't even fair at that point because it was like the 2,000 plus the 4,500. I don't like gross things. Like, I don't... But I will say that that battle scene was one of claustrophobic. Oh, when they were trapped in and they were taking steps in with their pikes? Yeah. That was insane. I didn't expect the veil. I mean, no, he even, he even handled I mean, the giant well. And why would he expect the veil? Yeah. Um, and so He's just a psychopath, but he was oh, very smart. I, I was most frustrated when he had Rick on and he let him go. And you knew he was going to start shooting at him. Right. Like, you, I knew that was going to happen. Zig and Zag. You're not supposed to Zig and Zag, or, or at least Zag and Zig. Zag, Zig. I don't care what you zig do. Zig and Ziggity Zag. I One turns back and stares at Ramsey for 15 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, start moving, dude. <laughs> Also, you round. This is not a magical arrow. That's what I'm saying. And so, like every ten seconds, change directions. What the things on fire? The bodies and they're attached to wood. You could just hide underneath one of those until. Oh. And then John, but Rickon. I don't know. Did, Come on. Did dude. Nedard Stark teach you nothing? <laughs> Oh. You can at least control RIP. RIP. RIP forever. RIP. Also, just another quick dive from from Sports Spouse. Sidebar. 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 But Sansa, you're not going to let Jay? Like, really? Because they came that day. So if you had just waited one full day, then... Control all, when you attack. You, you, like, a thousand men die, Sansa. No, she really did. And also, like, sorry, it was at 10 a.m. We're dead. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, yeah. battle's over. A little late, Sansa. Yeah, come on, Sansa. 
Well, <laughs> some people are just a little too early for things. <laughs> so yeah, that that was pretty dumb. On some, he's, he would be like, "No, I don't. We don't need him. We don't need the forty-five hundred men." Yeah, like John's prideful, but not that crap. I thought he was gonna um, almost him. do the mountain. Yeah, push his eyes in and yeah, crack, it was close. or choke him. He was because he really great. is a dog. Like, yeah. So and it was and it was great watching senses. Like I mean, I disgusting to watch, but I think that's the first time I've ever seen like an awful scene. And I've been like, you know, like and Sansa's a little grin. So oh, the next person I'm waiting for to cheer for that when they're dead is Cersei, and it is coming. One of these days, it is coming. We'll see. Um, but okay, that now be, that now it's enough. over. You're <laughs> welcome, people. You can come on back after the Game of Thrones uh, talk. It is necessary <laughs> though. We had to recap. This was, uh, like I said uh, yesterday, one of the biggest nights in TV in a, in, since I can remember. Also, I feel like there's a lot of overlay. Maybe this is just my friends, but I think all of my friends that like sports a lot like Game of Thrones, too, because they're awesome. So I think that there's <laughs> a you, lot of over. I, I it's like you, a Venn diagram. I thought it's you were repetitive. No. It's, it's politics. It's politics. When, you know, sport, politics. I think there's a lot of politics in, in like, football and, and stuff like that between coaches and players and just neither here nor there. Um, so, but that's, but, not, that's not, not why I think it's connected. I just think it's awesome. That is probably true. Yeah. Um, I mean, bacon's awesome, too. Are we just going to throw that in there? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like bacon. But cool. So, one thing we do need to talk about, and looping back around to the NBA fantasy and how he's seen as one of the greatest of all time. You know, I heard removed. You're early. just being a little emotional. Michael Jordan is the greatest. Let us not forget about... Uh, like, the status <laughs> quo, I guess, for MJ, is that you can't challenge him. We'll fight you. But I think it, the thing is, for me, it's not the challenging MJ. It's the, like, it's the same thing with Jordan. Like, now that both people have won four, like, once LeBron James wins six, that we mentioned before, like, winning cures everything, and winning cements you in history, and... Championship, and if you don't win the championship, that's the most important thing. And so, once LeBron wins, maybe right now, where do you rank him as an all-time great? Oh, he's definitely in the top ten or fifteen. It's back half. Yeah, between five and ten. Well, yeah, and I think that just—I mean—it's so hard because it's not really. You know, you can't say well if you know. Will Chamberlain played LeBron. No, not how you have to look at it. You have to look at them dominant in their era. And right. And you have to look at championships and you have to look at the teams. But now five. LeBron, I wouldn't put him in the top five. No, I wouldn't. But would you? And yesterday we talked about LeBron, Kobe. And you, we will and, and at the end of the day. What about Tim Duncan? Ooh, that's tough. Tim Duncan, they're pretty they've tight. Only, they've only yeah. just because of Ray Allen. Um, he played for so long. He did play for We've been so talking long. about um, he has five NBA championships. I mean, absolute stud. Old Man Riverwalk. I love game. Even until this past year. I mean, also, he, I love that he just played so unselfishly. I mean, watch. Yeah, and he just has stayed relevant and stayed on the floor for so, so long. And he won the final. He really is one of the greatest ever. So, would you put him ahead of LeBron? LeBron is, now he's neck Right now, for me, um, I think that, once again, at the end of the day... The thing is, I love, to be honest, I mean, I don't know him personally, but just the things that I've oh, seen... Oh, I do. I know him very well. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy. <laughs> very, very seriously. Okay. He well, throws my controller all well, the time. Well, that, that's important. Um, but I guess, like, team that I loved, and so as a result, I didn't love him. But Tim Duncan was a part of a Spurs team that I, like, truly love. Walk. I mean, he just... Look, those big brown eyes, that's nothing to do with sports, but Why I Why are we him. talking about his big brown I'm a wife in this situation, so that's a... That's Whose a wife? <laughs> I made wife. <laughs> what? So his eyes are dreamy. 
<laughs> they're not dreamy. They're just big and brown, and they're awesome. Doesn't. <laughs> but, but it just makes me, it makes me more likely to give him the benefit of the doubt and not to be like, you know, I, obviously, I think that LeBron James is a better player. The championships, and I think that's a really good argument for Tim Duncan. I also think that LeBron James is a better player. So I probably might edge him up like one space probably. Definitely not two or three in that very similar area of the rankings. Mm. So looking at the ESPN all-time list, wouldn't argue that. No. I, I think most people would put Jordan at least one or two. Yeah. And then Kareem are pretty interchangeable. You can put you could put Kareem first, leads, led uh, all-time scoring list, forever. college player of all-time too. Um, and so Kareem could be one easily and Michael too. I think that's way too high. I just think it's too early. I think they're just expecting him to... It's hard to do that with players. All the rest of these players... Can you scroll up, babe? The rest of these players are done. Like, getting his legacy. He could be number... He could get to number two. He could become number one. Or he could drop to number... Uh, the rest of the list, they have LeBron at three. They have Magic at four. Interesting. Wilt Chamberlain at five. Tim Duncan at eight. Shaq at 9, and Hakeem Olajuwon at 10. They don't even have Kobe in the top 10. Not that, real. I disagree with this list. Yeah, I, I agree too. So let's make our own list. We'll do uh, your own. I agree on Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Because okay, they're definitely we'll go one or two. two. I'm going to say me too because he was such a defining figure for basketball for so long. I think you have to put Wilt, Wilt and Bill Russell. They changed the game. Those guys have to be. They were the most dominant players of their era. For the last couple. Yeah, I like, mean, that's just, a, that's just an absolutely insane. And then so, Will Chamberlain is Wilt Chamberlain. Um, and then Magic Johnson, I would say. So that we already had our top five. It was Michael, Kareem. Oh, no, they're five? Yeah. I like Magic. He plays excellent. I think that's two. He plays excellent. <laughs> he plays center. Yeah, which and is nice. one of the most iconic um, NBA finals ever. Right. A pro's pro ever since he came in the league. So um, then after that, who we don't have, I'm then gonna, the rest of the guys you shake up. Gonna, then Tim Duncan? Uh, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird. Okay. Around Jack. I think he's. I, I'm fine with Shaq being nine or ten. I mean, Shaq really is one of the most Lakers, and then he had the one with the they, Heat. Shaq, Tim Duncan, and Larry Bird were all just really dominant. A shooter like him, and before Tim Duncan, there wasn't a forward like him, and then before Shaq, there wasn't a person consistently great like him. So, as especially dependent on his size, so I think that they order because I think they're all three equally as great for three totally different reasons, and it totally depends on your preference. Yeah. Personally, I would put LeBron at 6, just like you said, and then I would 9, and then I would put Kobe at 10. Yeah. Kobe has to be in it. I'm um, scorers. Um, I think you have to put Kobe in the top 10. Yeah. So that means we bumped out Hakeem. The rest where ESPN. They have uh, Oscar Robinson. They have Jerry West, Moses Malone, Dr. J. Pretty solid top 10. I think so. We could we could win a bar conversation with that top ten, I think. Combo. When I say a real thing. <laughs> Don't worry, I got your back. <laughs> he should be four he at looks least. Like a puppy dog. Oh my gosh. And that's when we lose all credibility. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> I'm just speaking from the heart. Speaking from the heart, yeah. Um so uh, I think that's a great list as well. Um so now we have nothing this summer until NFL. We have the Olympics, but... The Olympics. I'm not that big fan of the Olympics. You're about to be. You're about to learn today. If there is even a, an Olympics, Rio just... Um, they declared bankruptcy and they filed a cry for help to help put on the Olympics because it might not go on. Oh, snap. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they um, impeached their president. I did hear about that. And so... I, I didn't hear about the it, cry for help. You know, this has happened before um, with the... Uh, 
the ones in Russia. Was that Sochi? Sochi? Sochi. Sochi? Why are you saying it I like that? It's They're cause Russian. Because it, it's Asian. Yeah. Russia <laughs> is an Asian. So it is technically, but not the right accent at all. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty bad too. There was some shady stuff for that. But this is way, way worse. Well, this is, yeah. And then with the Zika virus going on. That doesn't help at all. Doesn't help too much. Yeah. But I love the Olympics. The Olympics is one of my favorite time of year. So we will definitely be watching it together. It's oh. going to be great. Oh, we'll definitely watch it, but... Uh, it's still not the NFL. Um, no, it's not it's as exciting. Not. I will be giving fantasy advice, not to brag, but I am, you know, a past champion of our league, and I don't believe that you're a past champion of our league, are you? Well, I mean, we're gonna go there. Wow, I mean, how did you do? Wow. I mean, what 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 place did you like come in against me, babe? Second. Second? Did I beat you in a head-to-head you matchup? You did beat me in the championship. Yeah. Two years ago, but yeah. that is long in the past. This is my year. It's not your year. I say it every year. <laughs> I found out it's a kicker year this year. I think it's a kicker year. Steven Guskowski. And if not. Third round. And if it's not kicker year, it's a defense year. It's definitely a defense year. Yeah. Bills D. Bills D. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Ravens D. So yeah, we have a lot of time before the NFL season. Um, we're doing our fantasy draft the first week in September. Last year we did it way too early. I wonder why we did it so early. I got babe. a little antsy. Yeah. I think we did it in the first week of August. I was so excited. I couldn't wait any longer. It was, and then of course half of people, everyone's team gets brutally injured, yeah. especially me. And then you're you have to make up for that because you didn't wait for the proper yeah. amount of time. I feel bad for who owned Jordy Nelson and Kelvin Benjamin. They that were was right. they were kind of toasted. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're gonna wait this year. We're gonna do it smarter. Uh, but it's gonna be awesome. Um, so things to look forward to. We'll be doing fantasy uh, sports updates during the summertime. Yeah, over the summer we'll talk about um, some of our draft previews, who's our sleepers, who's some of our uh, the, the studs that you should be drafting, talking about maybe different strategies, zero, uh, running back, you know, mean, I'm all gonna, these kind I'm of gonna things. I'm going to drop a real insight bomb right now. Okay, I'm ready for this. Ready for this? Tim Duncan's this eyes <laughs> aren't brown. They're blue. They're hazel. <laughs> Truth bomb. No, this is... <laughs> They're hazel. <laughs> No, truth bomb. Just, just this is gonna be big. Cam Newton is gonna be a good person to pick up. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're welcome. Wow. Bro. Yeah. You heard it here first. That yeah. is a hot take. That's a really hot take. I mean, that's just out of the oven hot. Uh, yeah. Like. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, Cam Newton. You're gonna want to draft him in your league. Okay, yeah, if yeah. you can. Wow. You're. You need to. You, know you need to write in a fantasy magazine. Or I something. think I do. You know, I could do, I could do this all day. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Going to be good. You know, Russell Wilson might not be too shabby uh, either. <laughs> Think about him. They're just going down the list. <laughs> I could do this all day. So yeah, hope maybe next time we'll talk. We'll do our way too early fantasy rankings. We'll list our top ten um, at each position, who you should be targeting, stuff like that. Who we think is gonna maybe not have such a great year. Um, so we'll talk about that next time. I'm actually traveling this week, so it will be about a week until we can get back on our podcast. But thank you so much for listening. Um, we just love talking sports uh, and we love sharing it with you. Uh, if you have anything, any um, comments or things that you want to talk about please comment in this on iTunes or on SoundCloud and let us know what you want us to talk about. I mean, we can absolutely talk baseball and hockey and golf and tennis and whatever sports story you want to talk about. So please comment and just let us know what you want to hear. Uh, my name is Eric Noyce. And I'm Megan Noyce. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.